Welcome to today's episode of our award-winning podcast, where we dissect groundbreaking research in the world of technology and design. Today, we're diving into a fascinating paper titled Retrieval Augmented Layout Transformer for Content-Aware Layout Generation. This paper presents a novel approach in the field of graphic design and layout generation, which is a hot topic in artificial intelligence. To set the scene, let's talk about why this paper is such a significant contribution to its field. We're living in a world increasingly dominated by visual content, and the demand for automated design tools is skyrocketing. Absolutely, Tom. In the realms of advertising, social media, and e-commerce, creating compelling visual layouts is essential. But here's the challenge. The aesthetics of a good design aren't easy to quantify or replicate, which makes the task difficult for machines. Enter the main scientific concept of this paper, content-aware graphic layout generation. Unlike traditional methods that might place elements randomly or based on simple rules, content-aware generation aims to arrange visual elements like logos and text in harmony with a given background image or content. The paper tackles the issue of data scarcity in high-dimensional layouts. Typically, designers refer to existing designs while creating new ones, and the researchers here borrow this insight for their approach. Right. The authors developed a model called Retrieval Augmented Layout Transformer, RALF for short. It leverages the power of retrieval augmentation, fetching nearest neighbor layout examples from a database based on an input image. This concept of retrieval augmentation isn't entirely new. We've seen it in language models and image synthesis. However, applying it to layout generation is quite innovative and, as the paper shows, incredibly effective. Now, let's break down the complex vocabulary we're dealing with here. Autoregressive generators, nearest neighbor search, cross-attention mechanisms. These might sound intimidating, but they're essentially components of how the AI learns from examples and generates new content. With these concepts in mind, let's jump right into the core of the research. The paper's objectives are clear, to use retrieval augmentation to improve the quality of content-aware layout generation and to develop Ralph as a unified architecture that can be applied to various types of generation tasks. The methodology is as smart as it is intricate. They've got their image encoder, which processes the input image and saliency map, the retrieval augmentation module that finds and incorporates useful layouts, and the layout decoder that piecemeal constructs the new layout. You've got to appreciate the results too. Ralph outperformed state-of-the-art models and required less than half the training data to reach similar levels of performance. Plus, and this is a big plus, it can adapt to user-specified constraints, mimicking real-world design scenarios. Which leads us into the implications. The potential impact of this research is as broad as it is deep. It's not just about making pretty designs, it's about democratizing design, making it faster, more accessible, and possibly even understanding design aesthetics better. In conclusion, what we've discussed today isn't just a step forward for AI in design, it's a leap. Retrieval augmentation as integrated by Ralph promises to change the landscape of automated graphic design, making machines not mere executors of predefined patterns, but active participants in the creative process. And with that, we've wrapped up another episode of our podcast. As we've seen, the implications of the Ralph model extend far beyond academic interest, potentially transforming industries reliant on graphic design.
we invite you to reflect on this paper's broader relevance. Think of the ways technology like Ralph could impact your daily life, from the ads you see online to the user interfaces you interact with. So, until next time, keep pondering and keep pushing the boundaries of the possible. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll catch you on the next episode. Are you ready to buckle up your taste buds for a wild ride? Then grab your spoon, adventurers, because Gimli's Gourmet Gulps is here to whisk you away on a culinary journey. Forget dragons. Today we're slaying hunger with dwarf stew, the zesty treasure from the deepest mines of flavor. Each bite's a battle against blandness, and victory tastes like, well, a spoonful of Gimli's secret spices and ancient dwarf cheer. Where every spoonful is a short adventure. But trust us, there's nothing short about the rush of deliciousness. With laughter in the air and a sprinkle of beard glitter in every bowl, Gimli's isn't just dining. It's a feast fit for a questing king. So join the fellowship of foodies. Unsheathe your spoons and prepare for an epic tale of taste at Gimli's Gourmet Gulps. Come for the stew, stay for the enchantment. Only at Gimli's Gourmet Gulps, fueling your everyday epic since, well, since Gimli said so. This message is Beard Glitter approved and sponsored by Gimli's Gourmet Gulps. And remember, dear listeners at Gimli's, together every spoonful is a short adventure. Hi, everyone. Welcome to our podcast, where we dive deep into the cutting edge of technology and science. I'm your host, Tom. And I'm Jen. Today, we're going to unpack a fascinating paper titled Visual In-Context Prompting. Absolutely, Jen. This paper has stirred up the tech community for its significant contributions to vision-related tasks. Shall we give our listeners some contextual background? Sure thing. In the realm of artificial intelligence, particularly computer vision, the ability to improve zero-shot capabilities is a hot topic. Precisely. The concept essentially revolves around enabling models to understand and perform tasks they haven't been explicitly trained to do, which is frankly incredible. The significance of this paper lies in its approach to visual in-context prompting, an area somewhat less explored than its counterpart in language models, but with a huge potential impact on fields like object segmentation and detection. Speaking of impact, the methodology introduced in the paper, which builds on an encoder-decoder architecture, opens doors to numerous applications like self-driving cars, content creation, and more. Exactly, Tom. Now moving on to the key concepts, it's essential to understand what an encoder-decoder architecture is. Think of it as a process where input is transformed into an encoded format that the machine understands and then decoded back into something humans understand. And adding to that, the paper talks about visual prompts. These are user-generated inputs in the form of strokes, boxes, masks, and so on that guide the model in performing specific tasks. Now let's dive into the core of the paper, where the objectives revolve around creating a universal framework suitable for numerous segmentation tasks using these visual prompts. The methodology employed here is fascinating. It includes a versatile prompt encoder that works with a variety of prompts. This creates an interaction between a reference image and a target image, enabling the model to output precise segmentation masks. And the results are quite something. The performance metrics, like PQ or panoptic quality, show their model, named DinoVive, holds its ground against existing methods, especially in the open-set segmentation domains. As for implications, the potential impact is vast. 
we're looking at more robust and flexible vision models that can take cues directly from visual inputs, thereby reducing the dependency on large datasets and extensive training. In conclusion, our journey through the paper highlights the innovative steps taken by the researchers to unify the vision domain's understanding and segmentation capabilities. It's clear this framework, Dynov, has set a new benchmark for others to follow. By successfully facilitating visual in-context learning, it's a leap towards more interactive and intuitive AI systems, and we're here for it. Absolutely, Tom. This is not only a step towards smarter AI, but also towards AI that works in a more human-like manner by interpreting visual cues and context. And with that, we wrap up today's deep dive. We're eager to see how this pioneering work will be expanded upon and applied in the real world. Thanks for tuning in, folks. We hope you found this episode enlightening. Don't forget to follow us for more episodes where we demystify the complex and ever-evolving world of technology. Until next time, keep pondering the pixels. Get ready to elevate your music experience to atmospheric heights with Puffy Tunes Cloud Flute Enterprises. Why listen to music the old-fashioned way? when you can have harmonies raining down from the heavens? Our drone-mounted flautists are ready to take your requests. Want to hear Stairway to Heaven while literally staring at the sky? Or perhaps singing in the rain as you dance through a drizzle orchestrated just for you? With Puffy Tunes, it's not just possible, it's a breezy reality. And with every melody played, we're seeding clouds to bring you a symphony of sounds and a cascade of actual showers. But don't worry, we've got you covered. Sign up today and you'll receive a complimentary Puffy Tunes umbrella. Because with Puffy Tunes, it's always raining music and sometimes water. So tune in, float on, and let Puffy Tunes Cloud Flute Enterprises drizzle a symphony right outside your window. And remember, we're not responsible for any surprise rainbows or accidental thunder. That's just part of the magic. Subscribe now and let your spirits soar as high as our clouds. Puffy Tunes Cloud Flute Enterprises Fluting your world one cloud at a time. Welcome to another exciting episode of our podcast. I'm your host, Tom. And I'm Jen. Today we are diving deep into a fascinating paper titled Zip Laura, Any Subject in Any Style by Effectively Merging Lauras. To give you some context, this paper is a breakthrough in the realm of personalized image generation using machine learning. Right, Tom. It's significant because it addresses the challenge of generating a specific subject, like an object or a person, in a specific artistic style, using a method called Ziplora. Before we get into the nitty-gritty, let's introduce some key concepts. LoRa stands for Low-Rank Adaptation, which is a highly efficient way to personalize large generative models for new tasks without rerunning the expensive training process. The Ziplora method proposed in this paper cheaply and effectively merges two independently trained LoRa's, one for style and one for content, to achieve the generation of any user-provided subject in any user-provided style. Now, let's move on to the core of the paper. The researchers set out to overcome the limitations of previous methods by developing a more robust and time-efficient technique for merging style and content LoRa's. They based their method on some insightful observations, which we'll discuss later, to create a mechanism similar to a zipper. This zipper carefully blends the LoRa's to preserve both the subject's integrity and the chosen style's characteristics. Their approach is hyperparameter-free, 
meaning it doesn't rely on manual tuning, which is a significant step forward in user experience. And the cool thing is, this can all be achieved by utilizing a model called Stable Diffusion XL. Right, and the results are nothing short of impressive. The paper presents a series of experiments demonstrating that Ziplora can generate diverse subjects in various styles with high fidelity to both. As for implications, the potential impact is huge. This work could revolutionize digital art creation, personalized merchandising, and even the way we interface with AI in creative contexts. To conclude, the Ziplora technique is a game changer. It allows for a seamless combination of the generative power of two LoRa's while maintaining the essence of both the content and style, all without the need for extensive computational resources or technical expertise from the user. And with that, we wrap up our detailed analysis of the Ziplora, any subject in any style paper. This study not only pushes the boundaries of AI-driven art, but also makes it accessible to everyone. Absolutely, Tom. The blend of technical innovation with user-friendliness could well usher in a new era of personalized digital creations. It's an exciting time to be following AI research. That's all for today's episode. Thanks for tuning in. And as always, stay curious and keep exploring. If you enjoyed our deep dive into Ziplora, make sure to subscribe to our podcast for more engaging discussions on cutting-edge research. Until next time, I'm Jen. And I'm Tom. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you in the next episode. Do you ever feel like your writing is just terrestrial? Totally, Tom, like it's stuck in the gravity well of mundane life. Well, well buckle up, space cadets, because it's time to launch your words with Starquill Intergalactic Pen Emporium. Starquill pens aren't just any ordinary writing instruments. These pens have got more features than a Swiss Army knife at a gadget convention. Oh, absolutely, Jen. Each pen comes equipped with its very own rocket booster. Now, I'm not saying you should write your next novel in orbit, but with Starquill, you could. And don't worry about spilling your meteorite mauve ink during your lunar landings. These pens are 100% comet-proof. You've signed contracts on Earth, sure. But have you ever signed an interspecies treaty with a flourish of your nebula blue pen, Jen? Can't say that I have, Tom, but with Starquill's universal translator feature, I'm ready to ink deals from Mercury to Mars. Guys, it's simple. For writing that's truly out of this world, the choice is clear. Starquill Intergalactic Pen Emporium. And remember their cosmic catchphrase, we make writing out of this world, Tom and Jen. So what are you waiting for? Launch your creativity into the cosmos with Starquill. Seriously, folks, go grab a constellation of writing possibilities. Your imagination is the only limit. And to all you aliens out there, blorp zaga zoom. That's happy writing in galactic squid. Thanks, Universal Translator. Starquill Intergalactic Pen Emporium, sponsor of this star-studded episode. And now, back to the show. Welcome to today's episode, everyone. I'm Tom. And I'm Jen. We've got a fascinating discussion lined up, diving into the innovative world of object counting via visual prompting using the T-Rex model. Let's kick things off with a little context. The paper we're discussing is a game changer because it proposes a whole new way of counting objects using a method called visual prompting. This is significant because counting has traditionally been a challenging task for computer vision. Counting objects may sound simple, but think about different shapes, sizes, and especially where they're closely packed together. 
Traditional methods, like density map regression or closed set detection, have limitations that T-Rex aims to overcome. Speaking of limitations, prior approaches either required extensive data for new categories or just couldn't effectively handle the wide range of objects in open categories. And that's where T-Rex shines. It's based on the concept of open set object detection. It doesn't just handle objects within a limited set of predefined categories, but anything you can visually prompt. This brings us to their creative model name, T-Rex, similar to the dinosaur known for keen eyesight. This model emphasizes visual acuity to see and count objects with precision. Clever, huh? Super clever. Now for the core of T-Rex. The model uses a combination of image encoder, prompt encoder, and box decoder. The image encoder extracts features from both the target and reference images. When a user puts a box or point on the reference image to indicate the object of interest, the prompt encoder takes in these visual cues. The box decoder then uses these prompts to find and count similar objects in the target image. T-Rex also introduces a benchmark called CA44 that includes 44 datasets across various domains to evaluate the model. It's really thorough and geared towards small, densely packed objects. In terms of results, T-Rex outperforms current methods in counting accuracy, and the intuitive interaction allows users to fine-tune the results further. The applications are wide-ranging, too. Think agriculture, industry, transportation, even medicine and retail. This system could be revolutionary in numerous fields. Reflecting on the paper, T-Rex is a major step towards interactive computer vision systems. The way it allows us to communicate with the AI via visual examples is groundbreaking. Despite its strengths, there are still some challenges. Dense scenes with multiple object types can trip it up, and there's still work to be done in perfecting its robustness. But the potential is undeniable. With further development, T-Rex could change how we interact with machines, making them more helpful than ever before. Isn't that the truth? On that futuristic note, we wrap up today's episode. Thanks for joining us as we unpack the fascinating details of T-Rex. Check out our show notes for links to the T-Rex paper and other resources. Until next time, this is Tom. And Jen saying keep your curiosity charged and your podcast playing. Goodbye, everyone. Are you tired of playing your old boring fiddle that just, well, plays music? Want to add a roaring touch to your already scorching solos? then you've got to check out Dragon Fiddle and Scales Inc. Because nothing says encore like literally setting the stage on fire. Our fiddles are handcrafted by actual dragons. I'm not even sure how they hold the tools, but folks, they make it work. And the sound. It's like hearing a dragon's lullaby if dragons ever actually slept instead of hoarding gold and, you know, breathing fire. Speaking of fire, these fiddles double as flamethrowers perfect for those ice-cold recital halls that need a little warming up. Each dragon fiddle comes with adjustable fire intensity because sometimes you want to simmer a C-sharp, not incinerate it. Whether you're serenading a princess or just trying to toast marshmallows from across the room, Dragon Fiddle and Scales has you covered. So don't settle for plain old music. Ignite your passion with a dragon fiddle and watch your career quite literally blaze ahead. Dragon Fiddle and Scales, Inc where every note is a blaze of glory and every concert is smoking hot. Disclaimer, Dragon Fiddle and Scales, Inc. is not responsible for singed eyebrows or accidental bonfires. Play responsibly.
Welcome to our Deep Dive podcast, where we unravel the complexities of cutting-edge science and technology. I'm Tom. And I'm Jen. Today, we're embarking on a fascinating journey into the realm of artificial intelligence, specifically focusing on how we can shine a light into the mysterious inner workings of deep neural networks. Our episode today is titled Labeling Neural Representations with Inverse Recognition. Right, Jen. This topic is at the forefront of what's dubbed as explainable AI, or XAI for short. It's a quest to make AI systems, which are often seen as black boxes, more transparent and understandable to humans. To give you all some contextual background, the significance of this paper in its field cannot be overstated. Deep neural networks, DNNs for short, have achieved incredible feats, mastering everything from language translation to identifying diseases from medical images. But here's the catch. They are often inscrutable, even to their creators. Understanding how they make decisions is critical, especially as they're rolled out in sectors where trust and accountability are paramount. That brings us to the paper's main thrust. It introduces invert or inverse recognition, a scalable approach that aims to connect learned representations within DNNs to human understandable concepts by leveraging their capacity to discern between these concepts. And unlike prior approaches, invert doesn't rely heavily on high computational costs or datasets with segmentation masks. It introduces a much-needed metric for alignment and statistical significance, enhancing credibility and utility. The methodology, key findings, implications, and potential applications of this research are profound, touching upon the very trust we place in artificial intelligence systems. Whether it's detecting spurious correlations or interpreting the hierarchical structure of models, Invert offers Potsdam Germany insights that could reshape our relationship with AI. We'll be unpacking all of that and more, including our personal reflections on the paper's impact and relevance. So stick around for this illuminating episode of our podcast, where we transform complexity into clarity. See you after the break. Have you ever wanted your skin to tell a story, Jen? Oh, absolutely, Tom, especially if it's a story about an elf who can turn my freckles into a constellation. Well, you're in luck. Introducing Elfin Quill Tattoo and Parchment Co., where you're not just getting a tattoo, you're getting a piece of living art. Where magic meets ink, literally. Picture this, folks. You're walking down the street, your tattoo starts humming happy birthday, because guess what? It knows. No need for calendars anymore. Your skin's got you covered. And hey, got a secret crush? Better watch out. Your tattoo might just wink at them as you pass by. And don't even get me started on the parchment. The days of quills are behind us. Just think your deepest thoughts, and bam, they appear on the paper, decorated with doodles you didn't even know you wanted. Just imagine a grocery list surrounded by adorable dragons or your to-do list with motivational elves cheering you on. So if you want a tattoo that grooves when you're happy and dims when you're down, or parchment that spells out your daydreams, head on over to Elf and Quill Tattoo and Parchment Co. Because the only thing better than ink is ink with a pinch of elfish magic. 